Preface When I started contributing a column to BBC Wildlife back in 1984, I had very modest ambitions for it. I called it Turning Over an Old Leaf, and hoped to remind readers of the great English-language tradition of nature writing, which seemed to have died from neglect and from an avalanche of soulless coffee-table books. I hoped that by sharing some of the forgotten delights from my own shelves, Vaughan Cornish, Edward Thomas, Gilbert White, for example, I might make it clear what I felt was missing from contemporary writing. But books being what they are, they have subjects for a start, this singleness of purpose quickly began to fray at the edges. With the encouragement of a supremely tolerant editor, Ros Kidman Cox, I went on to explore what the dearth of nature literature symbolized on the larger stage, especially what it said about the breakdown of the links between specialist natural history and the arts, politics, morals, and our culture as a whole. Soon the column became freeform, and tales from the home patch, expeditions abroad, and moments of pure fantasy began to creep in. Yet all of them, I hope, are variations on that underlying theme, that the experience of the natural world is part and parcel of our ordinary lives, and that we sideline it as a mere hobby or as the prerogative of specialized scientists at our, and the planet's, peril. These other beings of what has been called the more-than-human world are our neighbors, and we need to understand how to get along with them. The column has evolved to have something in common with traditional personal columns in the press, except that it has a much larger range of characters of all species. It has had different titles. It has been a brush with nature since 2005, and a few rests, once because, frankly, I've become stale and short of ideas, and once because of a long period of illness. And I've moved house and home territory during its lifetime. From the beginning until 2002, I was based in the Chilterns. Then I moved to the Waveney Valley in South Norfolk. The columns since then have become more like single-subject essays, and I'm grateful to the current editor, Sophie Stafford, and her colleague, Fergus Collins, for continuing to allow me the freedom to be outspoken at times. The selection of pieces for this collection is my own, and has no more rationale than that they are the ones I like best and seem to me to have stood the test of time. One way of ordering them might have been chronologically, but at the risk of occasional, and I hope not too disorientating leaps in time and space, I felt that grouping the pieces around broad themes such as birds and nature and art would be more helpful. I've resisted the temptation to indulge in rewriting and updating beyond the correction of factual errors and slipshod phrasing. This perhaps needs an explanation. The column-